0: week of clobbering time the wrestling podcast my name is tom bryan i am a writer for stereogum.com and assorted various and me as always is my co-host uh damian abraham he's the singer for fucked up it's a great band hey
1: oh thank you thank you um yeah Yeah, i'm uh, here and uh, i love wrestling and thank you and i uh and I love wrestling, and uh, I'm a, uh, yeah, and uh, working on a, a giant interview with MVP. So I, I guess I kind oh, of they, write about wrestling. You're doing a it bit. more than I am now.
0: <laughs> That's but, the thing. So we got a lot to talk about this week because it's a uh, it's SummerSlam week, which means it's also NXT Takeover Brooklyn week, which I think is probably if they end up doing this every year, it's going to be the best wrestling show of every year. I think. But, um, before we do that, can I just say fuck Hulk Hogan for a second? Yeah. Yeah, I got a little rant I want to go on. Because, right, for those of you who don't know, I did a wrestling column for the website Deadspin for a while with my friend Ernest Wilkins and, uh... Deadspin is under the Gawker media empire. As far as I know, Deadspin is going to continue to exist. But today we learned that Gawker.com is going to shut down. This is of course because of the Hulk Hogan lawsuit brought on because Gawker posted his sex tape and because the sort of like evil supervillain, supervillain like Republican billionaire tech guy. By Peter Thiel, bankrolled Hulk Hogan's website and bankrolled, or not his website, his lawsuit and a whole lot of other lawsuits to uh, to try and get Gawker shut down, which is some of the most fucked up, evil shit. Now, um, the world deserves to see Hulk Hogan. Fuck is like a weird hill to die on. I don't like it, that. That wasn't really my my decision. Like I, I don't. I mean, obviously not. I did not have anything to do with that wing of it. Uh, and. If it was my website, I would not have done that. But, like, the fuck, man? Like, do you know how goddamn weird it is to be like, I write a column about wrestling for this website that has to stop because the website ran out of money because of the biggest people?
1: Tom? Yep. Yeah. Tom? Tom? Hey, sorry, you cut out there. So do you want to just t- take it from where you were talking? The billions. Where, where was I? Where, where did I cut You're out? Like, I, because some, te- some tech billionaire. Okay. I had to,
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. So some tech billionaire, Peter Thiel, fucking bankrolls Hulk Hogan's lawsuit so that he can, so basically he bankrolled a whole bunch of different lawsuits. The Hulk Hogan one just happens to be the one that took and it they did it so he could shut down this fucking website which sucks it's shitty like it's shitty that this billionaire guy can has the power to do that and that he used like all of our wrestling heroes when we, or this wrestling hero for all of us when we were kids to do it and also fuck hulk hogan for involving himself and did i say that did, did i did i say my bit about how that's a weird hill to die on yet
1: yes you did okay it is but, a
0: weird hill to yeah, die on, so, but, so, so, so.
1: you know, at the same time, I, uh, I think that is the most gawker in its death gave us the most gawker trial in the history of trials. And when you look at it, if that trial had happened anywhere else, but Florida, it might be a different result. Could have
0: never gone, Probably gone down would have been a different place result. other than Florida, just by the very name. nature of florida yeah like it, it's the most gawker trial and also the most florida trial to not so like but like but also fuck hulk because he's always been a shitty wrestler there's been a million stories we've all heard them about him holding people down and blah 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 and like yeah and fuck that guy like he seems like a piece of shit he seems to lie whenever he opens his fucking mouth um he Like, can't wrestle, never really could. It's not to do with uh, the things that I like about pro wrestling, really.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a, it's a weird thing to see happen. And like, you know, I guess you see it in other sports now where you have like these these oh, racist. just like people kind of I were like, wait, bucket. why do we like them after a certain point? Yeah, that's the other thing. Because he's racist too and when you when you and and actually and that's like not even like someone calling him racist that he says i'm racist on that video
0: yep he says some racist <laughs> stuff and then is like by the way in case you didn't get the memo <laughs> yep. i am racist like let me. i'm just actually racist
1: i'm <laughs> that's who i am yeah i'm a self-identified Yeah, it's not it's not a disparaging remark when someone says it to me because I identify as being that. It's a yeah, like and I wasn't I wasn't saying Florida even on the the sort of meme side of you know casting judgment on Florida. It's just that Hulk Hogan is like a sports icon, and that's his home state, and he reps that home state super hard. Yep, he does. Um, Um, yeah, I went to that place in Tampa where they have deviled crab balls and they're like super awesome tasting. You Better believe they had a giant picture of old Terry on the wall, signed. Precious. It was really a couple years ago, though. I don't think I don't know if they yeah. still have it.
0: <laughs> I bet they kept it up. That's what You're about to be a gigantic racist and maybe you don't take it down.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe you're like... <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, well, you know
1: history. that could be, unfortunately, a lot of places in, in the world. You know, I, I wouldn't put it past Canada if, if uh you know, at, at any point, like it's uh, talking about people picking weird hills to die on and stuff in the present day. But anyway, anyway, um, we gotta- yeah, like it's 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 a scary, a scary thing to see happen. Okay, so anyway, SummerSlam
0: it's coming up. It's this weekend. You looking forward to it?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's funny because, like, a friend of mine who we're going to have in the couple weeks, Max, hit me up today and was like, Hey, do you want to have have pizza and watch SummerSlam? And with kids, you know what it's like. SummerSlam is going to be something that we have to watch late at night. It's not the same way you would watch it, you know, when you're a little bit younger. Yeah, I almost never watch wrestling live. Yeah, yeah, you can't watch it live.
0: But that's how it is. It's, I, uh... I got to watch WrestleMania live this year and that'll probably be the only one. And I'm, I'm good with it. You just got to stay off Twitter when it's happening.
1: Yeah. No, I think, I, I think that is, uh, I think that's like the thing is like, um, it's, it's a, uh, it's a, it's weird. Like, it's like, you want to, you want to engage with it in that live way because now, especially we live in such a world where things get spoiled for you. And if there's big surprises, like, you know, there's a big surprise that's been hinted at that, you know, people are saying maybe real. I, you know, can we talk? We should, Goldberg. I don't know what you're talking about. Goldberg. You hear about that? No. You haven't heard this rumor that there might be a confrontation with Goldberg confronting Brock Lesnar?
0: Oh, that would be fucking dope. It well, really they, sucks that that one Goldberg Lesnar match had to be like happening when the whole crowd decided to turn on them, like on the worst possible day it could have happened. Yep. Yep.
1: And it's like that's like, I I guess that would still, you know, how many people does Goldberg still mean something to? It's like a lot. So yeah. I want to watch it live because if that happens live, I'd love to see it live. <laughs> as an yeah. What he looks like now, even um, I guess I could- I love
0: Goldberg, man. Goldberg was great. Like, like you watch those old those like first matches now, and it's this giant guy just doing constant crazy power moves. For, mm-hmm. like, two minutes, and then the guy's dead. It's great. Like, it would work now. It's just badass.
1: Well, you know that whole thing about how Stranger Things is a Dungeons & Dragons party? Yeah. You know, I kind of look at, like, WCW and the forces that rose up to fight NWO as, like, you had the fallen hero reborn in Sting. Mm-hmm. You had uh, the the commoner rise up to a hero in DDP. And then you had the monster in Goldberg. And that's like, those were like the three forces. And I think that story, you know, obviously. Wait, is that
0: some Dungeons and Dragons shit? I, I thought think you it meant could like, be. did you know the kids are playing Dungeons and Dragons in Stranger Things?
1: Yeah, no, they're playing. No, but in Dungeons and Dragons, you know, in Stranger Things, there's like the one kid's the ranger. The one kid's the mage. the one Oh, you're kid's getting the- in some heavy nerd shit. No, I- this is like a real thing. This is the people in Stranger Things actually like wrote it into it because Dungeons and Dragons rules.
0: Wow. All right. Dungeons and Dragons is like what my friend started playing in the eighth grade where I had to be like,
1: I
2: can't really
0: hang out with you guys. This shit is boring.
1: Oh, well, let me tell you, you guys had a shitty DM, Tom, because <laughs> all you need is one 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 person to weave that wet world for you. and you're. you're I was sick. like,
0: how am I going to be hanging
1: out in a house with cable with you guys
0: and not <laughs> watching TV? <laughs> no, we watch MTV when I'm at your house. That's what we do.
1: <laughs> well, what we would do would be, I'll bring over boxes of craft dinner and make a giant pot of craft dinner, like, <laughs> like eight boxes. What mac and cheese? You yeah. eat
0: mac and cheese and play D anD D.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, like, thank God for drugs, because without drugs, I, I don't know what I would probably still be eating mac and cheese and playing D anD D. So maybe, oh. fuck drugs is what I should be saying.
0: Well, yeah, drugs are all right. I don't
1: know. It was weed. It was weed and acid. That was like when I started doing that, like I couldn't hang with my D&D friends because as you've alluded to, they were not partiers. Um, it's a kind of a nerdier thing to do.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, 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 the case could be made. But so, all right. So do you want to start talking about what what is like definitely not rumored to be happening? Yes. Is happening at SummerSlam?
1: Yeah. Why don't you go first? Because I've already let us down a bunch of non sequiturs.
0: Alright, so uh Brock Lesnar and, and Randy Orton. I'm kinda psyched for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm psyched whenever Brock Lesnar gets to murder anybody. Like I love watching Brock Lesnar murder people. But um Randy Orton seemed like a boring choice at first. But then that like that one raw where Lesnar is standing behind Heyman and Heyman is talking and Heyman's like, he'll never, Randy Orton will never hit the RKO on Brock Lesnar. And Brock just, or Randy shows up like from off screen. Like he could have been standing there for five minutes, but the camera was so tight and he just does it. That that was like, that was really good. I really enjoyed that.
1: I kind of, the one thing I I did love that moment. The one thing I kind of felt was like, aren't we, isn't the RKO out of nowhere? Cause like, I know you're saying that Brock's gonna murder him. All right. I, maybe, maybe you're not saying that. Like, oh, so Brock's gonna murder him. I kind of think they might give it to Randy Orton. And I think yeah. that's really weird to say. And I know, but, but he's like, they've got to run like these, these house shows. And Randy Orton's like the guy. To do it like he's still like a probably one of the bigger names, right? Like on a mainstream. I guess
0: if you're gonna have somebody, well, whatever. I don't honestly care who wins. Like, I yeah, don't care no, who nor do I. Nor is. do like, I. I just want to see just murderation happen. But I do think it's kind of interesting that. Excuse me, I gotta sneeze.
1: No problem, because I, I was gonna wins. say while you sneeze, I was gonna say that RKO out of nowhere. I thought that's. <coughs> I thought that's what we were building. For. Bless oh, you. yeah.
0: Anyway, so it kind of reminds me of the build to um, uh, Goldberg versus DDP Halloween Havoc '98, where you got this one unstoppable monster, and then you have this guy who has this really cool move that always comes out of nowhere that happens to actually be the exact same move. Yep. That um, like that—that's that was what it was like, and that was. I got really into that build, so I like I, I like anything that I guess alludes to it.
1: Yeah, like people talk I, I think Diamond Dallas Page gets a kind of a bad rap because I, I loved him and granted I'm not an expert on, you know, wrestling and certainly not at that point in my life as far as like how good he was. No, he was dope. But, like, but as a charismatic I mean, yeah, he was still charismatic. Kid. Like definitely.
0: Yeah, I like like if I could pick between him and Randy Orton, I'd pick DDP any fucking day, and part of the reason I'm excited for this Lesnar Orton match is because Orton isn't going to do all the same bullshit he always does. Like you can't like hang Brock Lesnar off the ropes and then make a face and then DDT him. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm sick of watching that, and if Randy Orton does that, Brock Lesnar will like breathe fire at him or something, and he'll die.
1: I hope Brock Lesnar does that to Randy Orton. I hope that's something we see.
0: Oh, that would be that would be cool. I would enjoy that.
1: I like and that's the other thing is Brock Lesnar, like you know this week, it feels like oh now he's like I'm going to apply myself because this is where my home is. So yep. that that he Slater thing was just one of those rare moments where you're like, oh like this guy you know Paul Heyman's amazing and definitely it's unbelievable. Anytime Paul Heyman's on screen, it's incredible, but. This guy could could be great on his own, too, if need be.
0: Yeah, they, where he was like, I don't give a shit about your kids.
1: Slater." <laughs> that was amazing. It was so awesome. And as a, as a dad, like the, the Heath Slater sympathy. Is I just, gotta feed my kids. I know. It's off the charts because it's like, uh, yeah, yeah no, man, no. I relate, dude. I know what it's like.
0: Yeah, that was like the most. There's so much pathos in that whole little bit.
1: Exactly, except there's going to be no way to ever have Heath Slater get his moment <laughs> with Brock Lesnar. Not with Lesnar. Not with Brock Lesnar.
0: I hope they do something with Heath Slater, but I'm really enjoying this little thing they got for him. Anyway... <laughs> So we also have uh, Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins for the WWE universal championship, which is a really dumb name for a belt. Yep. And also I think it's pretty lame that both shows have their own championship now, but like Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins should be fucking badass.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's this, this is the moment where, and once again, like I know people are like, like thought the demon thing coming out was cool. Cause it explains it for people. I thought that would have been a neat thing to kind of hint at and build to. And yeah, it's it a to. little corny how they just had like, I don't, like every
0: go home show for every pay per view is shitty though. Like they all suck. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. I guess like it's 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 hard now to like in this day and age to be like the hard sell on something that's on a network. Yeah, like why do you and, need and to also sell? like
0: like and it falls into these super predictable rhythms and everything. Like the only really good raws for the most part are the ones that are right after Mm pay-per-views. And then after that, it's like the whole path is just prescribed. Like, you know, everything that's going to happen.
1: Yeah. And then I think, I think it's also neat to see people shine within that framework, you know, like to see, you know, like he's, he's Slater someone that I've always thought was, you know, had his role, but who would ever thought that there'd be a place for him as like a, a driving force for for something in in you know this era of the brand split. I guess no, no, true. I guess there's not a lot of uh, bodies, so <laughs> he gets his he gets his moment.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, he's, he's been getting a lot of them. Uh, he looks totally hapless in all of them, but he's getting them. But anyway, so this match should be just great. Like having Finn Balor on the main roster, uh, it's a uh, it's. Sort of a grand experiment, like having him in that position that early on. But I'm into it. Like I, I'm, I think he's awesome, I, and I I want to see him shine. And they're giving him a chance to do that.
1: And, and these guys have never wrestled before, right? Like I don't think so, as far as I know. Wow, this is going to be incredible. Yeah,
0: and they're both at the total top of their game.
1: Exactly.
0: Like, it's this is it's like the exact right moment to do it for all of them. It makes balor immediately important rollins is going to be important whatever happens i don't care who wins like i legitimately don't care who wins it's just going to be great either way
1: yeah yeah that's true i i yeah like i'm I'm intrigued to see who wins because i think no matter what happens there's a lot of cool possibilities to kind of take those I, i like i people have been Who, was it Stone Cold Steve Austin that was, like, super hard on Seth Rollins? Did you hear that? I don't think I heard it. It was on, it was, I think it was on MLW when Stone Cold Steve Austin was on. He's like, yeah, he didn't, like, study really at all during his time off, and he hasn't really changed or updated his character or something. It was, I might be mischaracterizing it as being, but I remember it being kind of, like, harsh on it, but, like. I don't know. I love his character, and I think he's perfect at what he does. And I like like him so much. And this, yeah, as you say, this is going to be something special. Hopefully. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. Knock on wood, obviously. But, yeah, I can't wait for this one.
0: And then for the SmackDown Championship, we got Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler, which is, like, it already feels like a less important match than those other two. Mm -hmm. But, like... It's still, like, a pretty cool little unexpected thing. It's nice to see Dolph get a chance to shine there. I don't think he's going to win or anything. I don't expect – I mean, I'd be fine if he did. But, like, I think those two will match up in some interesting ways.
1: Yeah, I I think they both – like, so it's it's funny because, like, uh, Dolph Ziggler, you never think of as being, you know, like, he's a technically brilliant wrestler. But he's not necessarily, like, a technical wrestler. But mm-hmm. that guy must be unbelievable at, at, you know, technical wrestling just because he was like, he, he's yeah. legit one of the greatest, uh, NCAA wrestlers in his weight class of all time or something, or has like something
0: like I don't know anything about that stuff, but sure.
1: He has a, he has something like some ridiculously impressive record. And then it's like sort of an old trope, I guess, amongst wrestling fans at this point that he's never been kind of given the the spotlight or the the moment he deserves, but like I don't know he I love him and I you know and that's not just because I got to interview him once for five minutes um, and he, it's because I think he's uh, he's just so talented like look at that Conor McGregor thing when Conor McGregor called out all the the entire locker room of WWE his one was hilarious he's like I am not I'm not going to do it justice but look it up he wrote something really funny that I literally okay. LOL that and then we got um,
0: we got John Cena versus AJ Styles, which has been going on for a while now, and it's always good. It's it's like it's a good use of the two of them, running them up against each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I'm looking forward to both of them getting to move on to something else, but like this should be a cool blow off. I'm ready for it. But Del Rio suspended now, right? Yeah, I I think he's got to be gone. Like that, that, Yeah, I guess that's the other big story from the week that we didn't touch on, is Del Rio and Paige both suspended. And I really hope they both, like, show up in Ring of Honor as, like, a sleazy, like, super couple or oh something like that. Oh,
1: God, that'd be amazing. Um, yeah, like, but you got to think, like, when he, because, uh, like, he was on, kind of setting it up this week, you know? Like, so, it must have been a real surprise. Yeah. Because they still had it kind of figured into the show this week. Um But, yeah, like, it's interesting because with the loss of – he is someone who's never really been fully utilized properly. But it's just when you bring up John Cena and you bring up, you know, obviously the the open challenge with Del Rio when he came back. And it's just like, oh, finally, he's back. They're going to use him right. And, you know, he beat John Cena. And then it's like, oh, shit. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it too. And Once again, I like, this is another one i right now with the, with WWE, obviously there's like other things, but like a lot of the programs, I kind of think no matter where they take it, it's going to be interesting. Like all the programs yeah. we're talking about so far, I think they're no matter where you take it, it's going to be interesting. And then with the women's title too, I think it's going to, no matter where you take it, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. So it's going to be
0: Sasha Banks versus Charlotte. Um, I am I was really into the Sasha Banks coronation uh, a couple weeks ago. Like, I love how she, like, got emotional and cried. That was great. They're both awesome. Like, I imagine Sasha will win, but I'm happy either way. Like, it's just, like, everybody near the top of this card is just crazy talented and, like, deserves to be where they are.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I and you know, I, I obviously, you know, I'm very excited about this time period we're in in wrestling, but, like, it really feels like, all the pieces are in place just to let these, if you let these people kind of go and find their grooves right now, like everyone's kind of set up to, to make an incredible, you know, wrestling product in WWE or, or entertainment product in WWE.
0: Yeah. And then we got, um, Rusev versus Roman Reigns, which I think the build has been pretty whack. I don't really care that much but um, but I think the match should be good. Like, I think they'll match up nicely. Uh,
1: I think Rusev can make any, like, you know, like, I think the build has been not that great, I, I concur. You know, I wish there was a snake at the wedding or something. Like, that would be <laughs> more my, my, my maybe it speaks to how old I am. But uh, I, I still think, you know, oh, that you is go. someone who, you know, talk about someone that you're excited about and their position in the card, like, uh, I think Rusev and Lana are both going to be awesome, and and eventually will be like you know Rusev is hilarious, like one of the naturally comic talents, um, minus some use of language on the show. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was him though, right? I, I can't remember now. I, I don't made, know what you're talking about. Actually, oh, someone made a made a homophobic slur. Or oh, some, I don't know.
0: Anyway, if it, if it happened, I missed
1: it. Okay. I don't think it was reset though. All
0: right. And then there's, um, there is the new day versus Gallows and Anderson, which is another thing that's had a really stupid build, like uh-huh. really stupid. Um, but the match itself should be awesome.
1: Yeah. Like it's, I, I, the match is going to be amazing. And you know, like everyone then there is going to be like doing the best they can because I like, as I think they must know that this build has been, uh, I'm you sure know. they know. They're yeah, all smart they guys. Yeah, uh,
0: but and they're all like funny guys too. It's it's been weird to see them like either just because the material's so weak, or they just like don't have that chemistry. I don't
1: know. Yeah, it's like the club. It's just I feel really bad because I thought with AJ, you had this amazing kind of uh, like like group kind of, and they and they had their role in that really figured out, but now they've kind of broke them off it's it's they need especially in wwe where like they can't really talk in the same way they did on their podcast or anything uh they need that like other person in the group to kind of be the uh i guess the focus i don't know not the focus but but like to be the uh the quote like a foil leader. yeah like the leader of the of the team
0: and then um and then there's end zone cast versus Jericho and Kevin Owens, which is weird, like, doesn't make too much sense, but, um, I mean, I'm there for it. Yeah. I think it should be cool.
1: Yeah. Like for my, like, you know, Kevin Owens and, and Chris Jericho being from where I come from, I'm going to have a natural, uh, love for them. And, and I think, you know, Enzo and Cass, like, it's a weird, it's a, it's a different sort of pairing, but it's it's, but I like yeah. Once again, it's not going to be bad. Like there's no way it's going to be a bad match with with Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho.
0: I hope they keep it going just because I love the promos. Like I think Enzo is the best like talker they've had come along in like years, like years, years. Oh, and he's going and, to chew
1: heels up too, unless yes. unless they're like Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because both of those guys are like all time greats at that. Mm-hmm and and Jericho like went through a bad period where he was trying to be a babyface and it was just dumb but like like his heel character now where he calls everybody stupid idiots it's so fun yeah like it's i'm just really enjoying it and then you know Owens is just such a dick like he's a master at it
1: yeah no Owens is my i don't know like i think like in in this time my favorite wrestler like if i was going to pick
0: Someone. Yeah, he might be mine too.
1: Yeah, he's just that he's just that talented and that that awesome and gosh, what a bright bright amazing future we have as fans Going <laughs> to watch that guy hopefully be given the opportunity to It's amazing. Like you watched him for years and it's just like
0: god, if if only they could like get over their bullshit yeah. and sign him, but they never will. Like I was firmly convinced he was never ever going to show up in WWE.
1: Yeah. No, the greatest live experience of my entire life, like more than any concert I've ever been to, was when he beat Davey Richards for the title in Toronto. Strong words. It was incredible. Like just being in that room, everyone wanting him to win, and it was just uh oh, what a moment. What a moment. It,
0: well, when he when he made his debut on Raw, I guess, it was in Uh, Richmond, Virginia, and I was not at that show, but, like, watching that, I was like, wow, I was actually here the last time he was in Richmond, and it was to, like, drop, uh, uh, what's his name, Um, Jimmy Jacobs on his head, on, like, a guardrail. Oh, yeah. that's what he was doing last time he was in Richmond.
1: Man. And and Jimmy Jacobs works at NXT now, or – Right, he's a
0: writer or something. Yeah, I don't don't know, but yeah, like yeah, both those guys are are working for the company now.
1: Like people are going to like probably you know say that's ridiculous, but that's one of my favorite factions is Jimmy Jacobs, uh, you know Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, and Steve Carino. That that was fun. They had a fun run. Yeah, and I thought they were just you know it was like talk about like three masters of of being bad guys at a time when it's really hard to be a bad guy
0: yeah uh and then speaking of bad guys we got Miz uh against apollo cruz for the ic championship mm-hmm. i haven't really been watching smackdown so i don't know what the bill's been like i i have a hard time imagining myself caring very much about that match
1: like Miz, Miz is a i, I like you know a great heel and he and is he's He's been trying – they've been building it. If this one feels the most to me like old WWE, kind of like the same – this title picture, you know, and it's just like, you know, you feel bad because, you know, you've got someone in there who's like a new fresh face and it's like, oh, they've got this Miz Intercontinental thing to deal Mm with. Uh, But, you know, like Miz Miz is – great at kind of making you want to see him get beaten by someone and and that's kind of what they're doing. So you know there's been a lot of stuff about Miz getting his name wrong. And oh
0: that's that's cool. That's funny. Yeah. That's always
1: good. Yeah. Like when uh when
0: Jericho used to call Chris Benoit Chris Benoit. And he called <laughs> Kurt Angle Kurt Angel. I always appreciated that.
1: Yeah. Like it's uh you know and then stuff about memorizing dialogue and things like that. I actually kind of like Jericho as this Hollywood guy, I would. I'm not Jericho. Sorry, God. Wow, that's sacrilege. Miz (laughs) as this Hollywood guy is awesome, and also I loved the Miz on Big Brother. (laughs) Like so, I might be the world. uh, Real world was that's it. Real world, not Big Brother. Mister Pictacular, Jesse from TNA was in uh, Big Brother. Okay. So there is a wrestling connection to the reality TV shows, sorry, but you're right. It's real world. Um so I've got a soft spot for Miz for, forever kind of so maybe Yeah, I'm me too. Judging. And he was on all those challenges and stuff. How could you remember he was like a he made evented a WrestleMania? Yeah, he did. Yep. And that that was a not a bad entrance. With that giant inflatable Miz. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on.
0: Anyway, so we got uh, the first in the Cesaro versus Sheamus best of seven series, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty psyched about. Even though they've already like had two matches in two weeks, <laughs> and Cesaro won both of them, so he should really be like two up in the series already. <laughs> and their weird thing where they like have people wrestle each other over and over again. But I love the best of seven series as a thing. Like anybody our age probably has like pleasant memories of the. Uh, the Benoit Booker T best of seven series and WCW those, uh, you know, memories are probably complicated now, but yeah, yeah. Benoit murdering his family, but yeah, uh, yeah. it was fun when it was happening. Um, uh, Luchan underground had a great best of seven series last year between uh, Drago and uh, uh, Aerostar. And, and that was a lot of fun. And I just like, I love the concept. Like you're not fighting for anything in particular. You just want to like, prove you're better than this guy and like if you want to have these two people wrestle each other over and over again this is a great framework for it and they're just great together too they really just beat the shit out of each other
1: this this is going to sound like every internet-based wrestling fan out there but like i love the best of seven series but imagine it was cesaro and Sami Zayn. i mean that yeah that would clearly be better but like if you
0: gotta use Sheamus, and it's weird that Sammy's not on this card, but if you yeah. gotta use Sheamus, like this is pretty dope. Like they match up nicely. You gotta admit.
1: Yeah, no, I, I you're right. Like it's it's they match up nicely, but I like I don't. It doesn't have a hook for something that you know is going to be this long. Well, I guess it's it's in the reality is it's going to be very short because there's a lot of uh, hours of content to fill. So they're going to be fighting each other a lot in the next little bit. They have already fought each other twice, so
0: yeah, well, I mean
1: yeah that's the thing
0: if they're gonna be doing that anyway, and then there's like a two <clears throat> on three handicap match in the smackdown women's division there's a bunch of people I like in there, but I don't really care. do you care
1: I care because I think like that that division is is like you know, and there's that twenty four seven doc they just put out about how I haven't watched it yet, but about the women's division and presumably how like we're now seeing you know, return to the awesomeness, you know, or like, you know, or the, or the, the, you know, the, what's called the awesome glory period of, you know, back in the day with Tris and Lita. Trish oh, this Lita. is much better than that. That's what I was going to say. Like, this is, this is a very, I, there's like so much talent there, but once again, it's like, couldn't you, couldn't you do something better than this kind of handicap thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that's the, that's the SummerSlam card. You want to run through the, the, um, the NXT takeover man, uh, card real quick too? Do
1: you have it in front of you? Cause mine trying to run the internet program without opening any. I got it. I got it up. I can, <laughs> I can
0: set it on this. I'm the host, right? You're the host. My job.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm just, this is amazing for me. I feel like, uh, just riding shotgun. I'm smoking weed. You know, I'm leaving all the driving to you.
0: I'm trying to get my dog to not bark on the phone. That's my other, my other big uh, uh, task that I'm setting up for myself here. We'll Well, see if I succeed there. People probably just assumed it was my dog. It's definitely my dog. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So the 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 headline match on that is Samojo versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the NXT Championship. I can't wait. That's going to be there's no like that's a great SummerSlam card. Like big picture, I think. SummerSlam is like the dork WrestleMania. Like it's all the shit we want to see pretty mm-hmm, much. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a ma- there's not a match on there that I don't want to see. Even the ones that I said I don't care about, like I care enough that I want to see them. But like this is this is the shit. Like yeah. this is going to be fucking badass. Like it's it's it doesn't get any better than that.
1: I would say there's two dream matches this weekend. Like two legit dream matches in in uh Rollins and and uh, Finn, and then over you have this on NXT, mm-hmm. and and these are both going to be, yeah, really something. This one's going to be something. They're both going to be something to marvel at. They're just going to maul each other. Like this is
0: like this is another one where I don't care who wins. Like I'm yeah. happy either way.
1: Yeah, I don't care who wins either. Like I and think there's
0: great possibilities
1: either way. Yeah, like, this it, is the best it, of seven series I'd want to see.
0: Oh hell yeah. Yeah, except I would be worried that both guys would just be dead at the end of it. Yeah. Like, they'd both look like the Toxic Avenger or something. <laughs> yeah. But like, they he... look like that guy in RoboCop who, like, gets thrown into the <laughs> vat of acid. <laughs> yeah. Like, they just beat each other badly enough that they'd both look like that. Uh, Somehow. Huh. I don't think that's actually how human bodies work, but that's what I'm imagining.
1: Yeah, do you think at the end of this, is it going to be Diaz and McGregor that look more beaten up, or is it going to be Samoa Joe and Nakamura? Well,
0: I guess they don't stop uh, UFC matches for blood. That's so. Yeah. That that probably settles that one, (laughs) unfortunately.
1: Well, who knows? NXT matches. You know, maybe who, there's some there's been some wild things that have happened in that promotion. Maybe they're going to let it go. They're going to be like brawl for all <laughs> style. I,
0: I don't think that's going to happen. But anyway, so we've also got Oscar versus Bailey for the women's championship. I'm also really looking forward to that. Um, obviously, Bailey last year at the uh, NXT Takeover Brooklyn was like maybe my favorite match of last year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like I like what I don't know if it was my I don't know my favorite, but like I I did definitely like right up there. But at the same time, yeah, if
0: not my favorite, like top two or three. Yeah, like it's like it it was just it made me feel good, man. For it was just like yeah, two people who like are amazing at their jobs and then are like emotional about it, getting to do it on their like biggest ever stage. And I don't think this is going to be that, but like I think it's going to be like because I imagine Bailey's on her way out, right? Like she's got to get called up eventually.
1: Mm-hmm. And, she already did. She already came up for that one time, right?
0: Yeah. I, I guess that wasn't the official call-up. Yeah. I'm sure that'll be happening soon. But, like, you know, I want to see good things happen for her. And, like, she's been in NXT as long as I've been watching NXT, which is a while now. And, like, you know, like, she deserves, like, a grand big farewell. And this looks like it.
1: hmm Yeah. And I think – I guess that's the thing is, like, you kind of need – this is like the passing the torch kind of match, I guess, um, where, but like it's, it's with, with Becky or not? I'm sorry, with, with, with Oscar, you don't have the, uh, you know, the same sort of rivalry that you had before, you know, with Sasha Banks as a villain, you had like, a, you know, and then eventually the, you know, a, like a, a respect kind of grew, but like, I think that was the, the great thing that makes Bailey so awesome is when you have that person standing across from her, who is the bully? Yep. Anyway, we gotta go
0: fast because my uh, laptop's about to run out of batteries. And yeah. I'm, yep. I'm looking at this. So we're I'm, we're not podcast professionals yet, or at least I'm not. Damian is. <laughs>
1: and we got no, no, I'm not at all, and I'm definitely not a co-host professional. And we have Nikki coming up too. So.
0: Yep. 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 Um, and then we got uh, the revival versus Gargano and Champa for the tag team title which is, like, what a cool thing to see those guys who are still technically indie guys, like, get to do this. I don't, I'm guessing they're, and it'll be great, too. Like, the Revival's an awesome tag team, and so are these guys. And I think they'll get be able to do some really cool stuff.
1: And especially coming out of the CWC and kind of the spotlight that you, you mm-hmm. know, the match you brought up, uh, was a couple weeks ago now, or anyway. um, It, it, it yeah, this is going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be really awesome to
0: watch. Yeah, even if Gargano and Ciampa lose, it'll still be like the victory lap for that like amazing CWC match they had.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then there's uh, Bobby Roode versus Andrade Cien Almas. I wish I cared about Andrade Cien Almas. Because like, I liked La Sombra a lot. Like He had this great New Japan match against Nakamura where he beat him for the Intercontinental Championship a couple years ago. And, uh, you know, it's the same guy, but he's this dweeby-ass entrance attire and stuff, he just seems totally bland. But then, like, I already really like Bobby Roode's uh, NXT character. And I think this could be just really fun just in terms of pure character, even, like, maybe not so much as a match.
1: I think it's going to be a good match. Like, I think this will be a surprisingly good match because, like, you know, Bobby Roode's amazing. And, you know, both guys can are amazing in their own ways. But, like, I, I hope it's going to be an amazing match. But, like... Yeah, it's Bob, an interesting, like, styles, like, combination. Yeah, but, I, you know, that's the thing about Bobby Roode is, like, in TNA, he really worked, and he was in TNA for so long and worked with every different style. Like, I think if there's, like, you know, maybe it's the fact that he kind of looks like Arn Anderson to me, but he's got, like, that, that, like, mechanic quality to him where he's just, like, awesome. No matter who you put him in with, he's going to be able to figure it out and make it and make something special happen. Yeah, no, that's true. And then
0: there's Austin Aries versus No Way Jose, which I already feel like we've gotten the high point of this feud, which was Austin Aries dancing <laughs> on NXT television. It was fucking amazing. Like It was completely ridiculous. I could watch that guy dance all day. Um, but the match should be at least okay. I, I don't actually know if No Way Jose is a good wrestler, but I know Austin Aries is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Austin Aries is, you know, I don't know, someone that still, like... You'd, you'd hope an NXT would find kind of like a, a place where they could, cause he's a, he, an amazing heel, an amazing back. Like you, you kind of someone you love to hate in, at times. And, uh, yeah, but like you're right that not really the, uh, you know, him dancing is not necessarily, I think going to make him that really scary bad guy or villainous bad guy. Um, and then there's uh,
0: the finally Ember Moon, the debuting Ember Moon versus Billy Kay. Um, Billy Kay, they've been kind of trying to turn into a character in the last month or so after just using her as a jobber, and she still seems kind of awkward there, and their attempts have been kind of funny. It's like have her wear a cape and then be conceited, which is funny. Um, so I'm not expecting a great match here or anything, but Ember Moon is the former indie wrestler Athena who I've never actually watched wrestle, but it, I don't think anyway, but a lot of people have h- had very, very complimentary things to say. So I'm excited to see it. And then it seems like they got a cool character for her.
1: Yeah. Like that's the thing about NXT is that I think like it's cool when you see someone who, you know, and I'm, I'm not that familiar with Athena on, on the indie circuit, but I think, you know, seeing someone debut and then, the, you know, having this new character and, you know and that and the fact that there's already this pre pre kind of existing fan base for someone that they can hopefully mm-hmm. build off of and you know just keep expanding on yeah and then like and
0: also just yeah. NXT Brooklyn is great like the last year the crowd was super fired up and they had like just random dignitaries in the crowd and they had like Asuka before she got signed so it'll be cool to see who they like want to foreshadow getting signed this time. Yeah. Like I could very well see like Okada showing up in the crowd or something like
1: that. Really? You think, I don't know. He's, he's locked in pretty tight.
0: Yeah. He's probably. I guess he's probably wrestling that night for ring of honor anyway, in like Vegas. So that probably won't
1: happen. But yeah, in Vegas he's wrestling. Is it like it's someone I think, Oh no, he's doing uh he's wrestling. Uh, what's his name with the boys. Is he wrestling Dalton castle? Dalton castle. That's right.
0: That should be good, too. I, I should watch this Ring of Honor show. I don't know when I'm going to find the time for it.
1: Yeah, it's there's a lot of stuff on that that's going to be really, I think, great. Like Adam Cole versus Jay Lethal. Um, there's going to be a lot of stuff there that's going to be fun to watch. And it's another card that's, God, there's there's amazing matches on that. Dream matches on that, too. Dalton Castle versus Okada. I don't know if that's a dream match, but that's
0: just like... like I would never dream of that yeah, match, but if that match is presented to you, it's just like, <laughs> sure, yeah, I'll watch that. Absolutely.
1: It's a match so amazing, you, would, you wouldn't even dream of it. <laughs> or, I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like, anyway. what a weekend to be a fan of pro wrestling and a fan of, you know, if you're a fan of MMA too, that's a huge card for people. Um, I'm not, but Norm it I seems really. like a big deal. Yeah. I do kind of want to see a weed guy uh, fight and win anytime. Like, that's, you know, why I'm Who's so. the arrested? weed guy? Uh, the Diaz. Is he? He's a weed guy. That makes oh, sense. Yeah. He looks okay. like a weed guy. He's got that amazing quote one time where it's like, I think it was him or maybe it was his brother. No, I think it's him. Where it's like, do you think uh, marijuana is getting in the way of your MMA career? And he's like, I think MMA is getting in the way of my marijuana career.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that guy seems like such a dumb <laughs> knucklehead, but I kind of like him and I hope he wins.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, he he definitely feels like, I don't know, there's like, that's that's another one where either way, like, if he wins and Conor McGregor decides, like, you know what, I'm going to be the best heel ever and show up in WWE, because he already is the most despised heel in pro wrestling.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm ready for, well, I don't know. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, uh, wrestling's doing just fine without him, though. But we've Nick been
1: talking talk. for a while, and we should uh, we should bring on our guest. Yep, let's
0: uh, let's bring on Nikki. All right, cool. Um, well, hey everybody, welcome back to in time. Uh, this is the part where we talk to a guest, and this week our guest is uh, is a good one. It's uh, Dominic Palermo, aka uh, Nikki Money, who is the frontman of the band Nothing. It's a great fucking band. And he's also a really big wrestling
2: fan, so it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here, finally.
1: Yeah, I knew when we, when we did the podcast way back when that one day there would be an opportunity. I knew it was coming,
2: man. It was coming.
1: It was going to come one day, buddy.
2: <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to feverishly let you down.
1: <laughs> no, do not worry. I will let you down. I never got to see ECW live, so
2: you're already ahead of me. Uh yeah that that was uh g- the good good work of some older friends that made sure I got there and uh that 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 my first ECW show in Philly uh, fuck I I can't even tell you what year it was 98 99 maybe
0: So you're from Philly did you like you grew up around ECW like um, did you grow know up in Kensington
2: and uh, Frankfurt which is like more north Philly so like um you know I had some friends that were they they used to run uh he worked at the one of the rf video stands that happened to be in like north northeast philly do you, do you guys even know what that is rf video
1: oh absolutely do you know you know okay. that tom right yeah i know um, what that is yeah
2: okay so when i was like a kid they they my friend uh played in this band bad luck 13 he he was working at the stand in in the mall and i, I he would have. They had the little TVs set up in the stand, and they would just be playing like FMW shit. And I was just like, "Holy shit!" This, you know, I hadn't watched wrestling since the '80s when I was growing up on it, you know, like Boss Man era and, you know, uh, all that shit. So I, you know, I seen this stuff, and it like sucked me back in. And you know, it wasn't far long before I was at an ECW event for sure.
0: So our Video was the like for the listeners, I guess, was the company in the '90s that sold wrestling tapes that weren't WWF or WCW, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so they sold ECW, but then they sold weird Japanese stuff, too?
2: Yeah, a lot of, like, the New Japan and uh FMW stuff and, you know, some uh, some Mexican promotions as well, too, I believe. So.
1: And a lot of compilations, too. Like, I remember... Oh, yeah. Like... Like just like Wildest ECW fans gone wild compilation or yes. Bloodiest Matches Volume Three.
2: Oh yeah. I mean I mean that's how I found out like that like that there was actually wrestling going on in the world that was like decent, that wasn't just like all theatrics. There was like a lot more to it. Uh, you know, I think the first video that he gave me was uh a best of Hayabusa video and i oh. just took it home and I, I remember watching it just being like i don't <laughs> want to do anything else in my life besides be a wrestler <laughs> like and this is like 15 too so like i'm already like i'm already in high school or, or about to be in high school 14 15 or something i don't know what the fuck wouldn't that would be but i was uh, not m- like increasing my popularity at all but <laughs> to get back into wrestling at this point <laughs> so the japanese wrestling too it's (laughs) like man i'm really going down a really strange path right now
1: yeah it's not even austin or the rock it's or or, or even nwo
2: (laughs) yeah it's 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 like rare obscure artists
0: (laughs) (laughs) so they had a stand in the mall
2: yeah the franklin mills mall which is like a notoriously like awful northeast philadelphia mall that's just like depressing as fuck and he just would sit in the stand he also the same kid he's like kind of the infamous guy in philly as damn you might you you ever meet bushy before uh i don't think i've ever met him but
1: i you know he's definitely <laughs> someone <laughs> whose nepr- reputation precedes him
2: yeah for sure a but, legend, um, a legend. He's a, he is a he's always been a great friend of mine and he's had his in bad times his good times but currently i think he's in one of his bad ones um uh but you know he he was very he was always ahead of the curve with this kind of stuff and he would just work up there and the whole time he was working there he was also selling like percocets and cocaine to people <laughs> at the fucking stand too well,
0: which is, well which he would is have fit right into the ECW show then <laughs> yeah
2: like uh, yeah
1: not to cast aspersions on anyone but where <laughs> did you ever see uh any uh uh people that hap- happen to star in videos coming around
2: yeah i mean did th- th- these guys steve or you know sorry uh, bush you know he was he was selling to a lot of those guys i, f- I feel like sandman would come out and hang out <laughs> with the bad luck 13 guys and stuff a lot uh and i mean you 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 know all those guys were all fucking coke heads. Oh, yeah, like they were the sandman was the biggest coquette there was i think uh, they've they parted with him a couple times. I I never made it to one of those parties, but uh,
1: yeah, they they've had stories. Did you ever meet Rob
2: Rob Feinstein? Right,
1: was that the last name? Or Rob?
2: yeah, was, was no, he- I, I I never had. Uh, I've heard some stories about the guy, but I mean, he seems like a quite a piece of work for sure.
1: Yeah, like that was the thing I guess ultimately well, people can Google that and find everything out about how that'll Yeah,
2: went. I mean he made his business off of bootlegging people's videos yeah. until they found out basically, you know. <laughs> and then I think he hit hit the hit the he hit the road after that, I think.
1: I think there was something involving perverted justice too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah? Yeah. That was Oh,
2: I mean to Google too then. Yeah. I feel like I probably know this if I once I yeah
1: yeah uh it's a uh and i will definitely double check this allegedly (laughs) but until that point but i'm 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 90 sure because i remember all of a sudden you couldn't get rf videos and he also was one of the guys that started uh ring of honor
2: oh i didn't know that at all yeah he was by that point like i started to like i was starting to move away from wrestling completely uh so there was, there's definitely like a gap after that. I, I, I don't know what took my life over, but it must we have all been got important. got our
0: gaps. Like I had like seven or eight years. I pretty much didn't watch it all.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. hmm But, uh, I'm so still what, in what one. I'm still about... in one right now, but, yeah. But... Well, you're coming back, right? Like between myself and Bob yeah, from yeah, Best Coast? Yeah, you guys Coast? are sucking
2: me back in. Bob from Best Coast and, and you and, uh, just random people that i it seems to be coming back around again where i'm like we're meeting these new people touring and stuff and playing in other bands and be like you know oh you like you know watch wrestling like you know you know about this thing like it's always the fmw where i'm like oh good i can actually talk to you about something (laughs) or ecw you know it's funny because a lot of the kids that I tour with are a lot younger than me. So when I'm like, oh, I see, I was at a couple of ECW shows, they'll be like, what the fuck? And I'm just like, oh man, I'm really, I'm just making me feel old as fuck. <laughs> yeah. well, what do you
0: what do you remember about like your first ECW show? Uh,
2: uh, oh man, I mean, it was really intimidating for sure. Like you were at a grown grown folks event for sure. And you knew that walking into the door, like it wasn't the same thing. You know, I, I, I'd seen fucking, uh, Rick Flair versus Hulk Hogan in the spectrum in the eighties. Whoa. Uh, Yeah. And Rick Flair won. And me and my uncle took me, he grew up in Frankfurt too. He was really hard for us to get like any kind of money for that growing up. But, uh, he like the match came through and he was a big Rick Flair fan. Uh, and, he, you know, he took me there, and I, I was rude. We were the only two people in the whole stadium, without a doubt, <laughs> rude for Rick Flair at that point. But uh, I always roll with the heels when I was a, uh, a kid and stuff. So uh,
0: isn't Philly the town that rolls with the heels, though? Like, isn't that like its reputation? Sure, for
2: sure. I, I'm sure that it probably was a rough night for Hulk Hogan in Philly, especially losing and stuff. But.
1: Well, that was that's, uh, that's a legendary show, I think, that particular one, because that was like when they were – it was like a house show, and that's – everyone said it was like an incredible match, right? And then pe- then they didn't do the program or like – I don't know. It's like it, – uh, it's got some story I, to it.
2: I, I would like to hear that because my, my uncle's passed away for now, but I, I don't really remember much from it, but I remember like – like, being pumped as fuck for, like, Ric Flair, Hogan. I mean, this was – I must have been, like, eight or nine years old, seven, eight, nine, something like that. It was the first time i ever seen any kind of wrestling ever. But anyway, getting back to ECW, it was just that, you know, obviously I I knew what I was getting into a little bit, but I was a little bit intimidated. You know, it was, like, the same way as going to the – it's the same people that were going to see the Eagles play, like, you know, that the next morning – we're like Mm -hmm. packed in this little fucking sweaty hot like tiny building and everyone is just like been like binge drinking and just like it was it was wild it had a very very uh peculiar vibe to it in the the air but you just felt like there would be a fight like right next to you at like any point in time for sure and i was only like 17 so i mean i was a troublemaker but like these were like grown-ass men and you know they didn't really give a fuck yeah were there ever any?
1: Um, were there any fights with one of those shows? Because like I've, you hear about that. Like I, I've, yeah. I have a DVD yeah. where Shane Douglas goes after someone in the crowd.
2: Yeah, that's it's happened a bunch of times. Shane Douglas has, uh I remember, just incredible got into like a, t- a tussle with a guy, and they were like pulling each other's shirt, and, and like he fucking tossed a guy, and it, it, you know that was that was one that was I, I remember watching televised, but uh, like they they cut it short for sure, but the yeah there was fights all the time in there Mm
0: -hmm. not me
2: yeah yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) what like what impressed you the most about it
2: um i mean just the vibe like once 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 i started going to shows and i understood that like the you know that what they were doing and and, like how uh you know how how important what they, they were doing was uh you know that that it, it changed everything. They made like it, it accessible again and stuff. And 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 you knew that there was something like that. Like it's like kind of seeing one of those bands that are like, you know, about to be gigantic early on. Like you just they had it had like a really nice vibe. I, I told Damien about the the one match I seen Shane Douglas's la- uh, his farewell match there, uh, and on that same card, fucking Lex uh, uh Lex, Luger, Lex Luger was on there too he came out of nowhere I was like, yeah he came out for like a couple shows and they just like all of a sudden he like came running down the aisle way, like in like jeans and a leather vest and like slid <laughs> in and just started powerbombing everybody and I was just like oh my fucking god like because you remember when he were a kid like he was like it was kind of you crazy. mean Sid not not Lex yes. Luger right yeah, yeah yeah not Lex Luger Sid I mean I'm sorry See, I okay know. no 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 that's like
1: yeah it's <laughs> one of my favorites of all time Sid, Sid yeah, Vicious dude. or Sid Justice
2: <laughs> he yeah, was
0: fucking dude, great he... in ECW too like he would just saying, I don't even scary, think he had any matches man.
2: he was so scary man I couldn't believe it because like, I remember him from like WCW and I was like this guy's kind of corny <laughs> like I, I didn't really buy it I was like he's trying to be tough but he's got these little like underwear on Dude, he came out like in the ECW shit, I was just like, this dude is terrifying. He's gigantic. <laughs> and scary. And he's just like tossing everyone around. I was just like, this is great. Well, that's that what, was
1: a- well, I was going to say, Paul Heyman's a genius because he could take any wrestler. You could give him literally, literally yeah. any wrestler and he could find, I'm sure their quality that would work for them. Like, and make them awesome to the audience.
2: Yeah, man. He was, he was a great character builder. I mean, I, and the, a lot of those WWF guys, though, that they started bringing in over there, they kind, of, they kind of just, like, played the angle where it was, like, they seemed like they were just, like, like pissed off as fuck for being, like, a puppet for, like, these or- big organizations. And then, like, they come over here and they just, like, they look, like, angry. Like, they really want to fucking hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. It's just real believable, I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I talked to Heyman for, like, a few minutes last year because I did this I wrote a story about New Jack, and right. uh, and I, I like it took me forever to get Heyman on the phone. And I finally did, and to hear him like say the stuff that he was saying about oh, like man. how he imagined New Jack and like the way he like wanted to build the character and stuff, like it was just like I mean this is like Martin Scorsese of wrestling or yeah, something.
2: Yeah, Qu- I was just gonna say he's got like a Quentin Tarantino vibe to him. He like. He's, 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 he's really brilliant when it comes to that stuff, man. I mean, everything, even like story building, like, like it's all fucking cutting edge. It still is now. I mean, that's the smartest thing that the WWE ever did was grabbing that guy up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that would be the pinnacle of the whole company, honestly, you know? Well, there's like an amazing, like
1: altered war like reality where he gets TNA at that point when they were talking and and you know he was going to bring in you know all this stuff was going to change there if he had gotten it and it's just yeah. like that would have been a very different you know company now you know not yeah, that they're not, not fucking doubt. i don't know if you're watching final deletion or all at all nikki but oh my <laughs> gosh there is some amazing stuff happening in tna wrestling these days really the final deletion, Tom, would you say that's the high watermark for pro wrestling right now? I
0: mean, it's it's something that you need to watch. You definitely need you to watch. Like it's, uh, I don't, have to start I don't sending me links, know if it's man. good or
1: bad.
2: Yeah. You need to start sending me links for sure, Damien.
1: I will. I will. I will definitely send you this link because this is the stranger things of pro wrestling. <laughs> I
2: love that, man. No, that's, pre- that's
0: pretty much what it is, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: I see what promotion is it where I see the guy that like grabs the dick and like
0: uh, <laughs> That's Joey that- Ryan. He's uh he he's like a he's in a bunch of promotions like he's in Lucha Underground and stuff but okay. I think he did that in Japan and now he's just doing it wherever he goes.
2: It is, yeah. I, I've seen it like pop up on like random like weird like meme sites and, and yeah. on, like Instagram and stuff. It's pretty great. I'm like, curious. It's, about it's, it's really good. Yeah. He had somebody, so, was that
1: the spot? He also did a PWG one time or like a, some crazy variation on it at PWG at least one time.
0: Yeah. I think he's doing like, he's like coming up with different <laughs> dick related
1: spots <laughs> to do
2: Of course. Now. It's brilliant, man. If it, it reaches me, you know, like it. it at this point
1: yeah have he's you seen that, something right have you seen he's doing a, the 24 7 title rule he's got the ddt title from japan and he's doing like a 24 7 thing where he's like no it's been passed around like you can see it just because people are just posting these instagram videos like all these wrestlers and like he's giving it to like so many people have had oh, it
2: man yeah. that's there's so a the thing
0: today. Cause it's like it's like when Crash Holly was hardcore champion. I don't know if you were watching yeah, that. Like
2: I was actually. Yeah,
0: I, I loved that. Where like he could just get pinned anytime, yeah, yeah. and somebody would. Get oh this.
2: yeah, dude. He could, like anywhere. Like and anyone could pin him at any point. So he would just get like attacked during like promos and stuff.
0: Yeah. So they they do like Joey Ryan was doing this thing where like. He's walking around – I saw it today on the internet. He was walking around on, like, Hollywood Boulevard, and he goes up to the – and he's, like, talking to a camera. And he goes up to Vince McMahon's, like, Hollywood Walk of Fame star and um, and is, like, a lot of famous people out there, including this guy. And he taps on the, the block of concrete three times, and a referee runs up and goes – new champion, we got a new champion, you know the rules. And he was like, what, I was just showing the thing. And he's like, no, no, you tapped out. The this uh, the star on the Walk of Fame is the champion now.
1: That's so great. <laughs> that's fucking insane. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, you know, it's like that's the other thing about wrestling right now, too, that, like, Tom can speak to it. There's, like, a part of it that's so, it's going for, like, such reality. Like, probably the most realistic presentation of pro wrestling that WWE has ever done other than like the brawl for all uh, is happening right now with the CWC, their cruiserweight series that they're doing.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, but then at the same time, you also have this like incredibly surreal presentation of pro wrestling happening on the indie circuit.
2: Man, I'm, I need to, I need to sort myself out for sure. <laughs> yeah. well, I know. Cause I, of, uh... Send me a couple of videos and like, I, I got really into like the more technical stuff. Like, in my time like i was watching like I, I was just right around that time when i was going to shows was like the uh super crazy and tajiri matches oh my god that like my i remember my
0: first ecw pay-per-view was their first match and it was immediately like this is the best match i've ever seen
2: yeah i i seen one live and, and it was like fucking bananas man like <laughs> Him doing just like a Asai moonsault, like while Tajiri was like outside of the ring and like flying like right over the guardrail, like like a couple rows ahead of me. I was just like, "This is the greatest thing I've ever seen."
0: <laughs> Tajiri's, you know, he's still wrestling and he's in the cruiserweight classic, this like cruiserweight tournament that WWE's doing on on their network. Wow! And last week they had him wrestling. luchador this guy grand Metallique. and it like i mean you know he's like in his 40s like it's not the same but it's still to wrestling a luchador is like still like fucking magic
2: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that, that literally changed everything about wrestling for me for sure i i started getting into like a lot of the a lot of the mexican stuff and a lot of the smaller weight japanese guy stuff and i I, I really, like, that was another thing about, like, ECW shows. Just, like, the started getting more into, like, the, you know, the, the creativeness that, like, everyone was working there. Like, Rob Van Dam at that point was just, like, him and Sabu were, you know, tag team champs and it was just like the stuff they were doing was just like fucking insane and i mean that, that promotion was insane the dudley boys everything like those matches between sabu and rob Van Dam and the dudley boys were just always so insane
1: mm-hmm. at the risk of dragging it back down to punk i think like knowing the bad luck 13 connection i've always wondered why uh why you'd have the dudley's uh, and it was only Bubba that would do it, but he would have the New York hardcore written on his tape. Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't know why. I never heard. I've I've, heard, I've never heard many stories about anyone really no. knowing these guys. Like I've I've heard like, what you know something?
1: No, I don't. I'm saying that's what like your 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 bad luck thing is the closest I've heard of, of anyone having any sort of direct and, association. Like, I,
2: I don't even those guys. I I feel like we would have heard of something by now if like like. If he was like a, a hardcore guy, or yeah, you know, there was a lot of that stuff. Though that people were just, and it didn't really make sense because they were like, like they're like supposed to be hillbillies, but Bob, so, Bob Moltz said Raven. Bob
1: Moltz said Raven was a super fan of Husker Du, or like was really super, yeah, which makes you know Raven even cooler in my eyes. Did you ever yeah. see? You yeah,
0: know that makes sense. he used to come to the ring and like. I remember he wore a suicidal Tendency shirt on TV one time, and a Melvin I was
1: shirt. Impressed, and I have a Melvin I have a photo of him with a Melvin shirt on from like a WWE, ECW magazine that I bought on the newsstand
2: as yeah, an adult. For sure, when he went to with like uh, he he for sure got shifted around when he went up to the big promotions. For sure, mm-hmm. they made his shit kind of like corny. They tried to, but. Uh, were yeah, you raven, at
1: that crucifixion show or any of those like the crazy raven stuff
2: no i wasn't around any of the raven ones i wish i would have i don't know what the hell i was doing at that point that's probably when i started doing a lot more drugs <laughs> that that's was... Probably, it was like 16 like 17 18 turned into like everything just revolved around drugs you're and like, it's still like that
1: you're like why would i want to watch the same man when i could walk the walk of the sandman
2: exactly yeah i was like why can't i be the <laughs> yeah sandman? i can be the sandman
0: <laughs> this has got to be like the worst influence that wrestling has ever had on anybody was the <laughs> Sandman my kids yeah. you know it's like how many goddamn kids are trying to slam beer cans into their foreheads and
2: stuff Dude, that was me that was us. Awesome. like i didn't even know how to drink yet and i was like I was like, well, we better get beer so we can smash the cans on her head. You know what
1: I mean? <laughs> like I'm not I'm only half joking when I say I, I think I might have some permanent damage from doing it for like three years on stage <laughs> and fucked yeah. up. Totally yeah. inspired by Sandman. Like a hundred percent inspired by the Sandman.
2: Yeah, for sure, man. There's a few kids that were, unfortunately <laughs> for them. I wasn't
1: a kid, unfortunately for me. <laughs> I was an adult. <laughs> but anyway. Um, I guess like, uh, where, what were like kind of the, uh,
2: the matches though that stood out you? Like New Jack, would you ever see New Jack wrestle? Yeah. I have seen some of the, uh, New Jack, uh, Dreamer stuff, which was good. Uh, that was like, that was like some of the earlier stuff that I seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, you, you remember some of those, those, those matches, like. It was just like pure, like it, like everything was just being used in the whole venue, you know. Yeah. Like coming off the top of the foyer, there's like a classic shot from that one, like where New Jack he's got Dreamer on a table, I think, and New Jack comes off the top of the the foyer, like a 15-20 t- t- foot jump. It's just like fuck, man. Those guys gotta be so fucked up right now, like. Well, unbelievable.
1: Tom would know better than all of us. How, what new job yeah, like they were
0: like, <laughs> I mean, Yeah. I mean, i spent some time with him and he was definitely like, I, he would get fucked up to do all those balcony jumps. Cause that was the only yeah. way he was going to do. It. Oh like, you did tell me about it this so stuff. Weird. What's that?
2: Like, like they, he would just get like fucked up, like like rick a line of coke or something in the back before they went out. He would I'm do, it, he do, it. do apparently, it.
0: Apparently, he didn't tell me about this, but he, he would do it during the matches. Like he would keep it in <laughs> his pocket, and then like on his me. way I up to the balcony.
1: <laughs> uh, oh
2: my god, Dude, that's the most. That's the most insane thing I think I've, ever, I've heard in a while. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like punk
1: and, or just, sorry, music in general takes things to, like, a level that wrestling is just like, yeah, we see that, but we're going to take it to the next level.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, those dudes were not getting paid very much money, and they were really putting themselves, like, putting it out, leaving it all out there, as they say.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. No, man, and
0: it's like, I don't mean to, like, bring the conversation down, but, like, it's amazing to me that New Jack is still alive. Like, you got to yeah, think about yeah. this ECW shit is like, like, Balls Mahoney died this year, right? Yeah. yeah. And, like, uh-huh. and I, the way I think about this, like, I saw him at the show where I saw New Jack at, and he, like, looked happy, but he didn't look well. And I, it's like Agent Orange in Vietnam, you know? Like, ECW is going to kill you eventually.
2: Yeah. Yeah. PTSD is fuck, man. Like, like yeah. Ben Wash. Like, like uh, that's 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 a terrifying thing. I, uh, I I I try to think about like some of those guys. That, like, really, like Sandman's got to be like. I mean, he probably. I can't imagine his, his the amount of problems that are with that guy's brain. Anyway, but well, we're, we're, you know. Well, you got to think like New, New Jack is like all right. Like, I
0: went to a sports bar with him and he was fine. Like, he's not like a nice guy or anything. Like, I wouldn't hang out with him under any regular circumstances, but like, he
1: seems to have his life mostly together. So, so he's that's more, so, that's... Uh, I was gonna say, he's more Denzel's best friend than your best friend, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> You wouldn't be my best friend in the movie. Yeah, he wouldn't be your best friend in the movie. Have you? Have, I wouldn't
0: be in the movie either, though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> have you watched that? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I was going to say, have you watched Beyond the Mat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for like, sure. That, that Those scenes with New Jack and that are just like some of the the greatest moments in <laughs>
2: in wrestling. You know, cinema. man, I, I, he's got to still be one of my favorite wrestlers, man. Just, just like his... His, some of his promos were just they, he just looked really crazy to me. Like, I didn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't like anything about like the character or anything. I mean, I was looking at it as like a person who felt like he understood wrestling. I was just like, this guy is actually crazy, like, something's wrong with him for sure. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he Well, have you ever watched any of the stuff that he
1: did in uh, in um. Jim Cornette's old Smoky Mountain promotion. No. He's like working. He did that before ECW.
0: It's fucking great. Like, oh yeah. Because he was like really? a regular I'm wrestler not- in there. Like he wasn't doing hardcore matches. But he was so, like he, was he couldn't like, really wrestle.
2: Did he just like did like regular wrestling shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. But like he didn't, you know, he
2: oh. Oh.
0: didn't hit anybody with the guitar the stable gun or anything but like his interviews in there are like like it was him and mustafa from ECw but then D'Lo brown was also in there like team and like and he would go out and do these interviews where like there's this famous one where like uh, Jim Cornette tries to become their manager he's like I can finally take you past the, the Rock and Roll Express I know what you need to do you got so much
2: talent and and
0: <laughs> like uh, and New Jack is basically like I will never work for a white man and like and then he says something about OJ Simpson like it's, it's amazing like he's so intense with it oh, they, and it's
2: like extremely believable they did like a whole affirmative action thing I've read about this somewhere at some point. Like one of the spots was like he like they like filed like an affirmative action suit on the on the organization.
1: Yeah, like and it was also like they they had just like the most heat because it's like Kentucky and it's like people like in the crowd like there are people like like holding up Confederate flags in their faces at times or like oh my get, God. like just like <laughs> screaming racist stuff at them. It's like it is incredibly real. Holy they had the most, shit, like, man.
0: backwater-ass shows. There's, like, like apparently, like, I read this, uh, this uh, they had an oral history on WWE.com a couple years ago. And somebody was like, yeah, people used to ride mules to our shows.
1: <laughs> what the fuck?
2: <laughs> he, uh, I believe it down there. Man.
1: There's also this in...
2: Wrestling is that bad, like, in major shows. Cities, the people that show up to like wrestling shows in major cities are, are like the most fucked up people. So I can't imagine like down in the fucking sticks what, what you're gonna come up with. There's a match Chris
1: Jericho has in there with uh, Lance. St- wait, wait, when he's teaming with Lance Storm is uh, in the Thrill Seekers. I can't remember who it's against, but he
2: fucks Love up. Lance Storm.
1: Oh yeah, he f- gets fucked up so bad. I've never seen so much blood. Like the refs covered in his blood. And at one point the ref calls the match and Jericho goes up to the ref and talks to the ref. And then it's like, okay. And the match goes on for like another, I don't know, minute. And then it's over. Man, what, you got to find that out. Uh, I get, I'll look it up. It's, I, I, interviewed, when I interviewed Jericho like a couple years ago for his podcast, he, he like totally was like, I asked him about that. Cause I'm like, it's the craziest thing I ever saw. And he's like, yeah, earlier that day I was trying to do a shooting star press and I landed in the ring and broke my arm, like just destroyed it. (laughs) So so they sent me to the the doctor, and he gave me like a ton of meds to get in there, but it was all like blood thinners and stuff. And so in the match, it's just blood everywhere. That's
2: so sick.
1: Oh, it's crazy. I I
2: didn't know that he could pull a shooting star press. I, I think that's. I pretty, guess he couldn't. Yeah, I think he <laughs> could He's a big guy too, right?
1: Yeah, he's thick as as like he is. Uh, like that's the thing is like I when you see him on TV compared to like you know the giants and stuff, it's like oh he's not that big. But then in real life, you're like this guy looks like a yeah. He-Man action figure that I had as a yeah, kid. It's got
2: to be like two and a quarter or something. Oh, like probably like. Well, I'm two and a quarter of fat. And he's definitely
1: two and a quarter of the thickest muscle I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: um, yeah, I'm two and a quarter, but I'm probably a foot taller than him, at least.
1: I don't yeah. want to catch the spirit, <laughs> anything, so I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but yes, Tom, you would be taller than him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we should
1: uh, we should probably call right you've been doing this about half an hour yeah this would be like thanks Nikki, so much man this has been awesome
2: yeah of course man oh uh you gotta get me with some links and, and bring me back so i can so i can start talking about something that's relevant at
0: well i think well, you'd sent us this match that like turned into a shoot last year in japan to talk about and we just never got to it because we got into the ecw stories but Love to have you back on to talk about it.
2: Yeah. And yeah, I we we need to talk about that for sure. Yeah. And
1: like, uh, a, sorry, go on. Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I was, no, 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 no. No, I was All I wanted to say was like that. And also, I think Tom, we might have converted Nikki back.
2: Yeah, well, good. That's
0: I that's the idea. That's the plan.
2: I, I think you have, man. I uh, I, I'm ready to take my. I'm, Stepping about to be 35 uh, in a few months, so it's a good time to once again uh, <laughs> take a step in the wrong direction and get back into professional wrestling <laughs> again. Well, this is the boom period. I like it. We're it's really like
1: kind of like it. I don't know. I, once again, I'm I might be a little optimistic when I say this sort of stuff, but it feels like you know the 90s times 10 now because instead of just one ECW, you don't have anything as perfectly realized in all of our minds as ecw i guess is and was but you have a, a bunch of promotions kind of filling that space would you say tom
0: Oh yeah, yeah absolutely there's like a lot of cool shit happening like inside and outside the wwe umbrella so it is a great time
2: yeah i i checked out a. Uh some of that the independent circuit stuff recently that uh, for wwa what's it called again uh, NXT like, Yeah 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 that's kind of what it is right like it's like their indie thing Yeah it's so like it's their, their own, minor, own league. minor leagues or something Yep
0: yeah, exactly.
2: yeah. It's like that, it's that, better than the real thing most of the time shit. Yeah <laughs> yeah for sure
1: <laughs> And, and you know who, you know, who's a coach down there? Robbie Brookside. Really? Yep. The king of punk wrestling himself.
2: Wow. Damn. That's a good look for him, huh? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's
2: fucking cool. Well, they've kind of,
1: they've kind of like, what they did is like, you know, Tom said they've assembled like the dream indie. Like they've like, you you know, like they've brought in every, everyone from all over the world. And like, if that's their triple A The world is kind of like serving as their double A minus a few people.
2: Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's that's really smart. I mean, you got to have the best. Like, you know, you have everyone underneath you like that. You're never gonna, you know, you got the shit unlocked. Sure. Yeah, you're never gonna run out of people. But all right, so.
0: Uh, Nikki's band Nothing put out the album uh, Tired of Tomorrow earlier this year It's really good You should go see them live uh, If you're listening to this And they're coming anywhere near your town They make like real pretty music But they throw themselves around the stage playing it They're a great live show And um, yeah, if you got anything you want to plug
2: Yeah uh, We uh, If you come and you mention the show I'll smash a guitar over your head <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Jeff Jarrett's going to sue you for gimmick infringement.
2: Yeah, My, I use electric stuff. I don't think that's true. Doing that yet. That's true.
1: <laughs> that is
2: some, a lot harder.
1: That's some Philadelphia CZW shit right there.
2: Yeah. Hey guys, uh, thanks so much for having me on the show. I appreciate
0: it. Yeah, man. Thanks for being on. Come back anytime.
2: I'm going to walk back in the other room with my girl so she can make fun of me for talking about wrestling for real." <laughs> All
0: right, and my name once again is Tom Bryan. You can follow me on Twitter, at Tom Bryan. The spelling is weird, which you'll figure it out. Uh, I write every day on Stereogum.com. Uh, this week I wrote about... The new album from the sort of, like, bleak existential Brooklyn rapper Ka put out a really great record. I've uh, got a piece about the 20th anniversary of Outcasts AT Aliens coming up. I wrote about the uh, the new Netflix show The Get Down, which I find really entertaining, although also unforgivably bad sometimes. Uh, how about you, Damien? What do you want to plug?
1: Uh, my name's Damien. You can find me at Lefford Damien on various social media things, uh, this week on Turn It Punk. It's, uh, Bricks from the fall, uh, and, uh, and also, yeah, Mill and Colin last week. No real wrestling connections with either of those ones, but, uh, if you enjoyed Nikki, uh, from nothing, check out the Nikki from nothing episode of Turn It Up Punk. Cause that guy has, uh, had a pretty incredible ride and not necessarily always in the best way possible too. but listen to the episode. He'll get into it all on that. And uh, yeah, that's it. Check over some stuff I've written on vice.com and that's, that's about it. All
0: right. Thanks for listening, everybody.